When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome again to another edition of big chris live the live stream and then the podcast which you can find after the fact on spotify apple podcasts deanblundell.com our podcast network host and thank you for those tuning into the live stream via youtube and on facebook and through the deanblundell.com twitter account we got a stacked panel tonight and i do mean stacked welcome to a brush with fame Part one. This is a two-parted episode, and I'll kick this off by introducing a newcomer to the panel. Please welcome in the top right-hand corner of the screen, Andrew Libby. Uh, still living in Cornwall, Ontario, Andrew? Oh, yes. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah, and uh, Andrew is uh, going to be on for a double header. We're going to be back-to-back on Monday night, also with a live stream and a new podcast episode. We'll be joined by Brian from Helix in uh, Brush with Fame Part 2. Also joining us, Mark Davis. Always love having Mark here, return guest, former white boy rapper from Windsor, Detroit. It goes uh, without saying that Eminem is going to come up on this podcast. Um, Mark, you've destroyed most of the evidence of your white boy rapper phase, right? Yeah, there was a there was a point in 2010, or like I don't know, it was it's like 2008 to 2010 where I moved to Toronto from Windsor and just really wanted to be hard. So I started smoking weed, and then eventually I'm like, wow, Young Jeezy is awesome. I should start rapping. And then eventually I got the idea that I should record a rap CD and then forgot about it. And then when I was moving in 2014, I found it, and I'm like, oh, my rap CD. This will be a fun memory to yeah, go through. I put throwback. it in the CD drive, listened to about five seconds of it. Calmly took it out of the CD drive and broke it in half in front of me. And I'm like, I will not regret this. <laughs> and yeah, it's probably best that that stays buried. Although there is one photo evidence and you're wearing it right now. The hoodie with dollar signs and diamonds on it. You're, you oh, still yeah, have diamonds that and dollar signs. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't worn this. I can't remember the last time I wore this, but I knew I was I'm like, I had to keep this because I'm going to have to wear it for a gag one day. And here it is. This moment has finally come. Time for the gag. Here it is. <laughs> Big Chris Live, the podcast. And when I say stacked on the panel, uh, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. We had some guests who were sick tonight. And I mean, here's the first thing. Shout out to Tommy 20 tonight who could not be here. He was going to be on this panel. He said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling under the weather. The whole family's sick. The whole house is sick. And the first thing I thought is like, who gets sick now? Like he's got to have, he's got to have COVID, right? He's gonna, it's, it's, I really hope not. Oh my goodness! Fuck. They're oh, normal sick anymore? I don't know. Yeah, normal sick. I, I don't know. I, I think that's the weirdest thing. You just don't hear that. I it's think really we stamped it out. 
So anyways, he said, hey, listen, I'll find somebody for you to fill my shoes. And holy shit that he ever. Uh, we want to thank Dale Harrison for stepping in uh, to be on the podcast tonight. Dale, thanks for being with us, man. And uh, what a resume you've got. I mean, not that anyone's playing with anyone anywhere right now because of the pandemic. But if you were to play an, a gig in the future, who would you be playing with? Uh, anybody that will have me, really. I just want to get out there and play, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, Ken, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you guys mm-hmm. doing after this? Well, and I do know that you you make an appearance on our next guest, uh, our uh, our final uh, introduction to make. Ken Tizard is on the podcast with us, and you might know Ken from The Watchmen, Canadian Icons soundtrack to my later years of high school, and of course, bass player in Thornley, uh, which was the soundtrack to my uh, early years in rock radio. When uh, I remember playlisting the first singles as a music director, and I think you were one of my early interviews, which we can talk about that later on, Ken. But, but uh, Dale, you're going to be, uh, or you already are. You, you're, you're, you've contributed to some tracks on Ken's new record, right? I, I think that's uh, like what we were talking about beforehand. Uh, Ken and I met at the Wall, at uh, Roy Thompson Hall, uh, the classic albums, which I'm part of as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just happened to be sitting right beside each other. I'm like, holy fuck, there you are, man. I haven't seen yeah. you forever. And we started right talking, beside about, me. Yeah. talking about collaborating on something. And uh, sure and behold, fucking COVID just knocks the shit out of the world uh, two yeah. weeks later. And then he uh, Ken asked me, he's like, man, I'm putting this album together. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd like you to do a couple of tracks. And I went, fuck yeah. Yeah, no fuck yeah. I recorded my basement, record drums and stuff. And it was kind of more of a, I just started doing it at that time too. And so luckily for me, he had patience uh, with who he was working with, with uh, Mike, right? Uh, to go through the fucking tracks of the conk conks. Uh, it, it ended up by being pretty cool, man. Uh, I, I really I really dig it. So yeah. there we go. We get to collaborate after all these years of touring with Headstones and Watchmen and uh, checking out and Thornley and, uh, and various shit that we've done over the last 25, 30 years. Yeah, shit, we'll, we'll I, go back. I think, I think our entire relationship, Dale, has, has only ever been like in person, uh, you know, for, for, for as long as I can remember, like, I don't remember ever really speaking to you on the phone or, you know, sort of any of that, but it's just like every time it's been in person. And now the first time we're making music together, we didn't even discuss it in per Like we didn't talk about it. We didn't see each other or anything. It's sort of a weird thing. I actually, I actually just want to ask about that because a lot of musicians out there have been still making music during the pandemic. Like how much more challenging or easier is that? Well, that's a loaded question, I think. Yeah, uh, big time. Ken just finishing an album is the best suited for that. Um, I, I Personally, I find it uh, easier and harder at the same time because getting musicians to record tracks at home is like fucking herding cats times two. <laughs> it's like, you know, they got a million things going on. Well, there's a fucking TV show on I got to do tonight. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, to get them to sit down and do something. And those that do do that, it gets done really quickly. But then you're still waiting for somebody who's sort of trying to get their shit together and uh then you sort of have to follow it up with all this protocols masks and yeah you know the studio and shit and it's just uh, a lot more hurry up and wait well that's why that. i had that my new fucking project called six foot social band it's like that's the song right now called hurry it up it's like yeah. i wrote it 12 years ago but it's sort of heard it now for hurry it up like fuck, let's get this thing over with <laughs> you know? yeah anyway. I'm, I'm about ready to get back to going to shows guys and i really hope that uh when when you know this pandemic is is in our rear view mirror that they keep talking about there's going to be a boom a big live entertainment boom and holy fuck i hope so because uh you know i know there's been a lot of people struggling and and uh 
and and also struggling just you know not just in terms of finances but i mean just the mental health i mean you guys know this better than anybody as musicians touring musicians especially that's why you tour is because it's good for you or it's something you you get take pleasure out of and to have that ripped away from you that's tough man well you get to be around your buddies too and then you know people that are your lifelong friends you get to socialize with them it's it's such a everybody's so removed from that now yeah 100 percent. i mean if you if you thought tickets to concerts at the acc were expensive before just you wait until all this is done <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah, I think the fun time will be will be the the initial glut of local shows that's going to happen. Uh, international touring acts won't happen for a while. Um, even national and um, uh, touring acts aren't aren't going to get out crossing borders and in vans for a while either. Yeah, um, we're going to have a boom of local bands getting out, and and hopefully a lot of these local bands have been rehearsing for the 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 time that we've been locked down. And I think we're going to have a great boom of uh, of. And I hope people get out to support it, but at the same time people aren't going to be going out in droves because it'll be brand new. So it's going to be a really good time to see a lot of live music in sort of not completely packed rooms. So uh, I yeah. think there's, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. The first wave. Yeah. The, the, the first wave that we actually want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I also feel like, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be your, like you say, there's going to be people hesitant because, you know, it takes 20 days to make a habit or 10, 20 days to break a habit. Well, we've been staying inside for a lot longer than 20 days. So yeah, you're right. It's going to be a slow exodus, I think. Well, now, the reason this just added a show to the uh, the Bell Center in Montreal this summer. Who did? Yeah. Sorry? Was that Genesis, Genesis, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they announced a, an ACC show here as well. Yeah, that's for November. Yeah. yeah. Those freaking tickets were uber expensive, too. Yeah. Like, they... like $1,100, 1500 bucks. Yeah. Those yeah. would have been expensive pre-COVID-19, too. Yeah. 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 Well, I heard a, I heard the rumor years ago. Of course, you know Genesis would be doing it with all the original members. And then when I saw the tour coming up, I went, "Oh my God, this is going to be incredible!" Yeah. And I went to the website, and I I, I didn't see the person that I was looking for, and I kind of went, "Oh, uh, that doesn't make sense to me anymore." <laughs> yeah, Ken, I'm with you, man. I've I've been waiting for that reunion too for a long time, and yeah, I don't know whether it's ever going to happen now because uh, I don't think it will. But, yeah, you yeah. Know, health I was problems. excited for a moment. Yeah. yeah. Now the reason never that, come back. <laughs> the reason that we've all uh, assembled here. Uh, is the title of the episode is A Brush with Fame. And and this is all about fandom. And of course, we've got two music fans and of course, two musicians, professional musicians on the podcast. Andrew Libby, I think it's time to show off these these tattoos of yours. Uh, Andrew, I met, what, 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 what did we do 15 years ago, Andrew? 17 years ago. 17 years ago, when I first met Andrew, he was following Motley Crue around and received every signature from the guys in the band uh, and then turn those into tattoos on your forearms. Uh, so maybe just put those up on the camera there, Andrew, and just show them it off. Turns, show those. I got every one of them at a separate occasion. So it was, it was a challenge because at the time they weren't uh, reunited. And through that, I ended up becoming friends with Vince Neil because he's a car guy and I'm a car guy and, and so on. And so prior to them even announcing any tour stuff, he was telling me that they're back together and that they're going to be, you know, like anytime when he's in the, you know, in Canada or anywhere this area to hit him up for tickets. And I'm like, he's saying it like it's no big deal. And I'm like completely losing my mind. Yeah. Uh, but like it started, like I got to, Tommy Lee's was the, the first one. Yeah. And it was just, I met him at a hotel. I'm, I play the drums. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I've always been a fan since I was a kid. 
And uh, he signed it and a couple pictures and had a good chat with him. And it was pretty low key. And then, then I met uh, Vince's Vince and uh, I ended up doing some work for him uh, through yeah. his char- charity for the Skylar Neal foundation, his daughter who passed away to cancer. And I, I do like metal art sculptures and so on. And, and we did some stuff for about three or four years that um, he had a celebrity golf tournament in uh, California, which was of course like, porn stars and rock stars and that's that was the theme of the the whole thing that's like like that's the only kind of golf tournament that i would ever want to fucking go to you know (laughs) know, i'm so there (laughs) porn stars and rock stars i'm like yeah that's the golf tournament for me fuck going to it i want that televised jesus christ (laughs) yeah why isn't that on the golf channel (laughs) nobody was nobody was got the idea (laughs) you'd hang around each miss every putt so that you hang around the each green and so and so it was it was pretty cool yeah but they, they had a big uh, celebrity auction afterwards like aerosmith would sign guitars and there'd be special things and and uh like one of them for example uh vince had a vineyard so i made a big logo of the the uh okay like sort of like this the lo- the logo of of his wine right yeah so i made a giant one of those and then uh they auctioned it off with some with a case of wine or something like that. But I mean, I for uh, for a guy that's what he kind of drinks is wine. He made some pretty good wine, and like you can really do well with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You came it's up with a big red V. That well, it's the V is for Vince, and then it's a it's a it's an outline of his signature, the V behind it. Okay. Oh, okay, I couldn't see that from the camera. I mean, it is Motley Crue. The V could stand for other things too. I mean, you know, <laughs> they, you know, they it most definitely did. Yeah. Hey. Oh okay, yeah, I yeah. see it now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I haven't seen okay, one at the. Uh, I haven't seen it at the LCBO here in Campbellford. I guess. I guess we're not getting. Well, you... we're not getting the good stuff here. You'll have to yeah, drive down to Queen Street for that. That was uh, 2003. So I think he got he drank it all, and then that was the end. <laughs> oh, limited, limited release. That's the way to go. Limited release. Well, even like a year later, like there was tons of it on tour backstage and stuff like that. There was just like, here, you want yeah. to, it's what you were drinking. Yeah. It, go, it went down pretty good. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I bet it did. I love red wine. I, I would try it if it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. My question for the pros in, in our, in our panel, Dale and Ken, uh, as far as, you know, being on the, the professional end of things, uh, has there ever been a moment where you've seen a fan do something like that that's super impressive? Maybe it's not get tattoos, but has there been anything close to that? Because I think that's one of the ultimate fanship things you can do. Ken? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it is uncommon, um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it doesn't seem totally strange to me. I... Uh, my signature is tattooed on a few of people's arms and actually most everybody that has gotten signatures, you know, has sort of a sleeve of signatures or something that they're collecting. Um, and most everybody that I've given a signature to that I've, um, that I've gotten a tattooed, I've ended off, you know, sort of having some kind of a, some kind of a relationship with, um, you know, we sort of keep in touch and see each other at shows and stuff. And I usually meet them for a drink before or after. Nice. Um, I guess well, these are sometimes what's that you certainly remember them because it's i can't imagine from my point of view if i was them it's 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 done as as like a loyalty it's it's respect that you 
recognize the, the, the work that the musician does and how it's impacted your life. And then you actually get to take it with you wherever you go. Yeah. And so I, I guess from a musician's point of view, you're like, wow, that's either that's crazy. Cause I've even Tommy <laughs> said that in an interview and then he said, there's this one guy in Canada. He's fucking crazy. He's got all our signatures. And I'm like, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you're fucking crazy when Tommy Lee calls you fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've hung out with him enough times and yeah, he's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's legitimately 12 years old all the time. So uh, yeah. just picture how that goes. I think it's a drummer thing. <laughs> Must be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah I'm with you on that, Dale. I think I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm 12 to 14 on average. Sometimes I, mean, I, I act I, like I'm eight. Ask my lady. She, she'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I would react to that, knowing that somebody had my name and my signature on their body for the rest of their life. That's really powerful, and that's a commitment. Well, Headstones fans definitely do that. I mean, I've done oh, yeah. a lot. Uh, signed arms and butts and breasts everything else uh, and, and a person has even gone as far as getting our faces from an album on their arm and my daughter was on the subway one time going to school <laughs> she's like she's looking at arms going i'm looking at this guy's arm and it looks like you that's my dad he's like oh fuck right all of a sudden the guy's following her she's like, oh, my, god. Like, oh, my god dad there's the same people that like your band out there and i'm like yeah well well, and, yeah, that, and again, fans are stalkers. I was going to say Headstones Hello. fans are are a certain uh, like they have a certain edge to them for sure, right? Uh, it goes with the whole package from the band to the fans. I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> We did a lot of road together, him and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I learned is that uh, you can certainly be crazy because you're like excited, but at the same time you have to recognize that they're, you know, in this, most scenarios where you're meeting them, it isn't like a normal, it's, it's work for them. And you want to be a normal person and not make it a big deal or anything like that. And, yeah. and not, you know, interfere with what they're trying to do. And yeah. going forward, I see this because many years I've always been a fan of Helix. Uh, and I've, they were always very fan friendly over the years. They ever, after every show, they would meet their fans afterwards and, and because they've been a band for like almost 50 years, they, they, the people that come out to their shows are just like, and they'll remember them. They'll remember them yeah. from 40 years ago at some shithole hotel in, in, in Sas Saskatchewan or something. And they'll go, yeah, I remember that. And they remember drinking together and but they, <laughs> they got this huge loyalty. But as going forward with that, you see how these people become almost part of the family because it's they they're respectful yeah. to it all they recognize that they're not well you know it's it's like a drinking a, buddy almost you know yeah, and i had a great chat with my last podcast guest was john angus from the trues and and uh for those who don't know i i was in one of their songs because i play the bagpipe so the song highway of heroes that's me doing the bagpipe solo in that yeah. song and awesome. and so yeah. you know and john angus is like man where you been where have you been and i'm like I, you know i don't want to text you all the time i don't want to like suffocate <laughs> you you know what i mean like i don't want to be that guy right um so i kind of yeah like it's all about being respectful right andrew like uh and oh, for sure. and that's been the because secret to your sauce <laughs> well and, and at the same time you you get further because they're not they're not trying to i guess run away from you or you're not inconveniencing them yeah or uh, yeah. Or, or just all right being a nuisance. Maybe you're legitimately tired. Who knows, right? Yeah. 
And uh, a lot of times you can have some great conversations because you're actually talking, you know, you're not like screaming like the Beatles and, and going crazy. And, yeah. and then you get to meet somebody that's like, you know, that, that's kind of how I met Vince. And we talked about cars and he's like definitely a car guy. And uh, yeah, now you're not doing cars anymore, though, right, Andrew? Like your your cars uh, like you. I mean, you're, you you did some great work, man. Well, well, thanks, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I like I still I do a little bit of select stuff. I like doing the vintage hot rods more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I I do the occasional thing where like uh, some rust, like I'm I'm doing on somebody's uh, vehicle in town here. The, the yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick Sanders. Oh, Rick St. Pierre. I know, Rick. Yeah. Wizard Amps. Yeah, his, his shop truck. It just needed a bit of work. And I mean, Rick's a friend of mine. And so I'm like, I'll, I'll do that. Sure. Right. Okay. But, well, uh, you know, you if you ever decide to get back into doing classic hot rods, let me know. We got to get you set up with an Instagram account because that shit will take off, man, for sure. Oh, the got, social media no car six. scene's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I got a no six focus that really needs, you know, that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andrew. You're right. Like, uh, I think the uh, the signatures and things like that for uh, people that uh, really appreciate bands is the ultimate, uh, like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so it's great. So I wasn't cutting it down just so you understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's, it's uh, I, I think it, in my, my account, each one was pretty much an adventure to get. And I'm not just going to pick somebody because, oh, that's a famous person. Uh, it was more the, the, the influence in my life that, I remember it. I got to meet them, you know, whether it was mm-hmm. multiple times or, or not. And uh, you, you still hear their music 20 years later, 40 years later, and and, uh, and it still resonates with you. Well, just like yeah, I said just, off the top, you know, like the Watchmen, you know, my life is a stereo. How loud does it go? Man, that was 12th grade for me. I'm never going to forget, yeah. you know, my buddy in his uh, 1986 Mustang, we called it the Rustang, and we'd be ripping around listening to that record, man. Fuck Boneyard Tree. Like, geez, you know, like those are memories, right? I'll never forget that. And same thing. I'd like to switch gears quickly off the of tattoos and get the piercings for just a second because, Ken, if I'm not mistaken, during the Thornley years especially, you had the mohawk and 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 there was you had a lot more piercings then too am i wrong in that or uh yeah yeah well the mohawk is gone um you know old age and and receding hairlines make mohawks hard oh yeah um i know the piercings i mean all the piercings are still there i don't think i wear any more jewelry (laughs) though um no there was uh no the jewelry is all gone Uh, i mean there was a time what was your max what was your max piercings back in the day He's counting. <laughs> He's counting in his head, yeah. Yeah. 17. 17. 17. Not bad. Yeah. Anywhere, anywhere, uh, like. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay, that, there's, the, there's your answer. There's your answer. Uh, I, I've talked about it at great length. I think the last time that I that I was interviewed by Dean, we were doing a Thornley interview, and, and we were supposed to be there to talk about the new record, and Dean talked the entire time about my uh, my genital piercings. Of course <laughs> he did. Of course he did. Well, <laughs> it's, it's come full circle. We are on DeanBlundell.com. It's a podcast network. Dean Jeez. Network talking about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just don't show pictures day. of it. Yeah, just don't show one. <laughs> no. 
can't Chris do that. Chris has already got enough cop- enough strikes on him. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, it's you can say whatever you want, just don't show any nudity. That was the number one rule. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, I remember there was a time, and I wish Tommy was here because he. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's sick because he and I were roommates, and we caught every Thornley show on that first record tour, like all over Ontario, man. And there was a time, Ken, and you probably won't remember this. I was a lot bigger back then. I was pushing like 500 pounds. But you guys were in Kingston uh, doing that free FebFest show. It was an outdoor thing in the middle of February. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I kind of like jumped out of some potted plant or something at the Four Seasons Hotel where you guys were staying at with a little mini disc recorder. And I just, I don't know why I asked. I just like, hey, do you pee in the shower? And I don't know if you remember that. And I don't and I don't remember I don't have a clip of it because that mini disc recorder is gone. Did I, did I answer you at the time? Yeah, and I can't remember what you answered. But I I, 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 I seem to remember this was just this was on our way out for the show. And yeah. it was just in the hotel. Is that when it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I seem to remember something happening. I remember me and Ian walking to the stage and saying, what was that? And I remember sort of both of us just being kind of a little bit flabbergasted at what had just happened. And then suddenly it was really cold and we were on stage and, and there's showtime about it. But <laughs> And that young man went off to be a famous morning show host in Barrie, Ontario. <laughs> well, I had some good times in Kingston and, and Hamilton. And yeah, now I'm in Barrie on the air. Big 101 for those who aren't aware. But um I want to just let you know how that question played out throughout my career. One of the most famous things that I've done was I asked that question of the prime minister. Wait, or, you what? The current prime minister, back when he was a fledgling member of parliament. Oh, okay, okay. Do you pee in the shower? <laughs> uh, what did he I take? have, but I don't make a regular habit of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have, but I don't make Only a regular. Sitting habit. down. <laughs> Do you pee in the shower? Uh, I have, but I don't make a regular habit of it. But Ken, you were the first person I ever asked that question to. Just for the uh, record, well, I'm, I'm all right. Glad the, I'm glad that you're finding the answers you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> he still does that exact pause when he gets stumped on a question, too. That's true. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, speaking uh, moistly, he still yeah, it's the same cadence. He's still <laughs> now. Mark Davis, hailing from Windsor, Ontario. Uh, it was all about when you grew up. It was all about Eminem, right? Uh, Eminem and um, really, really, really aggressive alternative rock, including Thornley, by the way, which was the soundtrack of my teenage years. But but you could not turn on any non-rock station and not hear Eminem once an hour. Yeah. It was it, it's across it's across the river. Like it was especially when Eight Mile came out. It was just non nonstop. Lose Yourself was just played every hour on the hour down there. Yeah. yeah. And and you have destroyed all your white rapper material. But there was yeah. there was somebody in did you bat, rap battle this person or there was someone <laughs> in your scene were you guys in a posse or what was No, there was no rap battle scene down in Windsor and if it was okay. it would be the saddest thing on earth. It's it's like I found I find Windsor culture so, sort of weird and I don't know, you know if say? this this happens in like other other towns but it's like you don't hear people say like oh you're from Kingston typical it's like I tell people they're from Windsor and they're just like huh 
<laughs> how's how's your four stepmoms doing? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> why you point you why you point, Andrew? You getting that too? Well, it's the armpits, right? <laughs> oh, right, right. But no, um, oh, yeah, because yeah, Mark so is, is in Windsor, is from Windsor, and then Andrew's in Cornwall, Ontario, the left and right armpit of Ontario. Right, yeah. right. But no, we we have this we have this guy who went to um, my high school. His name was Kyle Spratt. And as a part-time job, he worked at a bingo hall in Windsor where Kim Mathers, Eminem's ex-wife, frequently went to play bingo with her mom. And I didn't find this out until I saw it in the newspaper, but apparently he went, um, he was working rather when uh, Kim Mathers was there. Yeah, working at the bingo hall. And she went to go outside to have a smoke. This was back in the day when you just leave your phone around and not think about it and i guess he stole kim mather's cell phone and this guy was like an aspiring rapper and proceeded to call eminem repeatedly asking him to listen to his demo tape it was all about and, the demo tapes back then too remember like is, is that is it him that was in that song yeah <laughs> the stan song no, like, no, this guy was like, they, they literally, they, the newspaper article literally said, this is the real life stand. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, I think Chris actually has the audio of him. It's up uh, on the, yeah, I've got the, the article up on the screen right now. And yeah, we do have audio of him calling Eminem. Here it is. Who are you calling for? Marshall Mathers. Man, my name's Kyle Spratt. I live in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, long story short, I rap. I work at a bingo hall where Kim and her mom play all the time. And I fucking punked off her phone just to get your number to get a hold of you. You're calling for Marshall? Yeah, man. I got played on 95.5 a while back. I fucking got expelled for my shit. I just got fired for taking that phone to get a hold of you, bro. I'd take any big risk for my fucking music, man. I just want you to listen to a fucking one track. Well, man. you got the wrong number right now. Uh, I don't know who you're you're trying to get a hold of, but there's no one here by that name. Bro, I'm not fucking dumb. I grew up listening to you. You think I don't know what you sound like doing a fake voice? I got fired for this shit, man. You don't gotta sign me. Just listen to one fucking song. And say one word back. Be like whack or sick. That's all I fucking ask, man. I'll leave you the fuck alone. One word. <laughs> and then he, and all, then he hung all, up on him, right? All I yeah. hear when I hear that is just 2007 Windsor slang. My God, whack when or sick. No, not even that. When he said he punked her phone. Like that's what you used to say when you stole things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whack, sick, and just saying fucking every other fucking word, just fucking this and fucking that. Like my God. That brings me back to my upbringing. Oh, my God. I'm so proud and disappointed of this child. <laughs> and there was a single, too, right? What was it called? Sellout? Yeah, so this was the... What you just played was the intro to this song called Slim Sellout. Let's play a bit of that. Watch the risky plan that I made fall through. You're a sellout. Celebrity, fame strong. Slim sellout. Bitch, don't you remember where you came from? Bitch, shit whack. Look at that track fact. You encore in the garbage. All right, pass. I'm good. Spit shit whack. Spit shit Winds whack. <laughs> Windsor, Ontario, everybody. Right there. Just, just we're, Mark, we're, just be honest with us. That's you. You are. It's not you me. You are Kyle Spratt. Just be honest. God. Just be honest with us. AKA Stan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not Kyle Spratt. I swear to God. Actually, if you Google him, apparently he's still at it too. And oh, this is, is he? like, yeah, yeah. This is like how many years since 2007 has it been? Like, oh my God, almost 15 years. He's still at it. So still going. My question for the pros, for Ken, and uh, I guess have you guys ever had somebody cross the line, Dale, Ken? 
has has there ever been a fan that has gone too far has has got your phone number has harassed you in that in that way yes <laughs> it inevitably happens um often often it's it's really a case of of mental illness you know and mm-hmm. instability um i've been very open with my information you know, if anybody wants to get a hold of me my my phone number is you know i think my phone number is on my friggin' pa- facebook page you know it's just nice. like I'm, I'm not i'm not cut <laughs> oh, off i got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but you know um and i and i have gotten sort of weird calls before um but yeah anytime that it's gotten to a point where i've had to say to somebody i remember there was one point with a, a character who got my phone number and started calling my house this is when i had a landline when i was on tour in the 90s with the watchman and um was calling my house and i sort of I was touching base with my wife one week and, and she said, oh, she said, I've been talking to such and such. And I'm like, who? And she said, this is your friend. And she said, we've been talking for the last couple of nights. He's been calling. I'm like, well, what the fuck? And <laughs> so, you know, I had to get on the phone with him and say, listen, man, like I, I gave you my number because I thought you were a cool guy. And, uh, you know, I said, like, you know, reach out to me next year or something, not call my fucking wife. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that, that, that was sort of cool. Um, but that was, that was also a state of mind for me too. And that wasn't a mental illness thing. Well, maybe it was, I don't know. I haven't heard from him again, but um, you know, I've heard a lot of worse stories than that. I, I don't really have stalkers. I'm, I, people are, people are people for me anyways. You know, I've always, I've been the guy who hangs out after the show and just sits around till everybody's gone. And then I thank the people sweeping the floors and I, you know, have a beer and a puff and I go back to the hotel. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I don't know, maybe because I've been so, open uh you know i just don't i don't attract that um and if i do attract it i mean i do have i know that i have people in my um you know i i i recently wrote a, a blog about what the word fan means to me i i, I kind of have a hard time with that word because i'm a fan of musicians and when people tell me that they're a fan of what i do it, it's it, it it doesn't it doesn't correlate in my mind with what i think when i really look up to somebody right yeah um, but you know, um, I, I, have a lot of people in my life that are just in my life and some of them are instable and sometimes they send me crazy messages and I kind of go, I bet in a couple of days I'll hear from this person again and it'll be much more stable. And, you know, and, and you just, you ride along with it. Nobody's threatened my family. Nobody's gotten yeah. in my face that much. Um, you know, I've managed to sort of talk it out with everybody. There's, there's been no issues with like, you know, that type of craziness. That's so, good to hear. Yeah. But, yeah. I've got a buddy of mine in Hamilton. Shout out to Dom, you know. I get crazy messages from him out of nowhere, you know, and, you know, then I block his number for a while and then I unblock it, you know, like, you know, <laughs> it's the relationship you have with these people, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you got an on-off relationship with a former listener from K- Kingston. Uh, no, from Hamilton, but, it oh, was, from Hamilton, but right. he wasn't a listener. He was more of just like, uh, I don't want to even get into the story of hammer Dom. I'm going to have him on the podcast one day. I think. Can uh, I be on that one? please? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'll be probably about Manchester, British rock and the stone roses. That would be his specialty. <laughs> Cause that's really all I did was just drink vodka, vodka till five or six in the morning in his, in his basement apartment that had no, you never knew what time it was. It, I called it Vegas because there was never any clocks and you never the blackout drapes. You never knew what time it was drinking vodka, listen to the stone roses. That was, that's how I know hammer Dom. Anyway, ways um i digress uh dale what about you or have there ever been any uh instances like that that you've felt uncomfortable with or no you know what not really i mean maybe at shows uh we'd mm. get the odd person that was just a, a little bit over the over the top um or somebody just decides they're gonna go off of you and tell you how much they fucking hate you at your show Oh yeah, no. Like after a show, it's like they're they start losing their shit. I fucking hate what you're wearing, but why do you have a nose ring? Blah blah. blah. They gotta go. Fuck. 
you're a fan of the band, you're doing this. I go, so they're just trying to get a reaction out of you, yeah. so you're getting more attention. And, yeah. I, and I, I naturally like by saying, go fuck yourself, and I leave. Or uh, in instances, I just kind of go, yeah, okay, well, take it easy, man. Go fuck yourself, too. I need to sleep. Yeah. yeah. But I've really never had anybody uh, really freaky or anything. Uh, That's so good. I, like like Ken, I do the same open book. I, I stay around. I talk to people and, and do the same thing, man. Thank uh, everybody. And it's just... That's who yeah. I am, and that's why him and I are friends too. It's just yeah. because, just because we get the liberty and the privilege to be able to, to do that for a living. It's like, does it mean I get the right to tell everybody to fuck off? Or right. I, I, yeah. just, I just appreciate it. So at the end of the day, something so, that yeah. something I want to key on that Ken, you were saying, like you know, you're also a fan of musicians. You're a fan of music too yourself, and I guess you know we talked a lot about Mark and and Andrew and fanship, and of course that's the whole sort of theme here. Uh, but like, who are the, the 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 artists that you guys grew up with idolizing the way that some people may have idolized you? Oh well, I I yeah, that that's I don't know if I can quite frame it in that way in my own head. Um, sure. Like when I think of people like Bob Dylan and um, you know uh, Pink Floyd, uh, I I can't imagine that anything I've ever done has impacted anybody that way. Uh, but at the same time, you know. There's, there's those huge bands that, that had world impact, but on me, a lot of it was, um, you know, sort of early 80s hardcore um, bands, you know, like Canadian bands, I guess, and a few, um, mm -hmm. you know, American bands, Minor Threat, uh, Stiff Little Fingers from the UK, that kind of stuff. Um, that was my that was my early music uh, beginnings. Um, but it, it was also, you know, at the same time, I was listening to Dylan and Floyd. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if that answers anything. Really. Well, it answers where the Mohawk and the piercings came from. Yeah, oh, my, sure. I kind of told, I kind of could tell by, by when he mentioned minor threat. Like, my God, yeah. <laughs> I was listening. To, I was listening to uh, discography today. Uh, actually, this morning when I got up, it was funny. My 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 wife is is uh, I'm I'm still her, her caretaker. She's quite ill. She's in mm. recovery and and she's still bedridden. So in the mornings I have my coffee and I and I have to do her leg massages to get her circulation going and stuff. And uh, we have a good time hanging out. Um, but I mean, this morning I got up and I, I made my coffee and I, I put minor, I put my minor threat record on and cranked it up in the kitchen. Sort of that was that was the wake up massage music today. So. Nice, nice. Oh, it's, hmm. yeah. it goes all over the place. Yeah, just not too easy on the caffeine though. With minor threat and too much caffeine, there's going to be too <laughs> You're much. Break her damn leg off. Yeah, it's too much massage. Too much massage. And then Dale, for you, like, is it is it some of the classics like Dylan and Floyd, or where was it at for you? You know what? Uh, it, it's kind of funny when I got into my teens. It was more rock and roll. I mean, the standard uh, the Zeppelins and Steppenwolf's yeah. and uh, and ACDC, Van Halen. Uh, but I grew up with R and B uh, because my, my my mother loved R and B. She played it all the time, and so I grew up listening to a lot of uh, like Sam Cooke and Flatters and uh, just some really good old old stuff. And that's sort of what my foundation was. And then getting into the harder rock and then trying to learn jazz at freaking school. And then I joined the headstones completely <laughs> polar opposites of everything. So like, I was going to say, it doesn't, ding, 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 ding. it doesn't get any more old school than the platters. My God. No, no, no. Like I said, it, I, I, we used to take long trips in the car, like uh, ride, drive out to uh, BC and back or PEI and stuff. And I listened to their eight tracks in the car and it was just saturated. So I, like, it just stuck. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, yeah. So that's really where I started. 
Chris, if you'll forgive me, I got a question for them actually, because I actually like asking this to musicians. By all like, means, every, Mark. Everybody, like in their whether it's the record collection or the CDs or their iTunes, has like they got a Katy Perry or a Kesha maybe kicking around. So, what is something in your music collection, digital or physical, that we would not expect to be there? Well, I'll limit it strictly to records, and I'll talk about the the current rotation of albums, which is about 30 albums that I keep in, in, in a regular rotation. Uh, and there are in that collection two Harry Styles records. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Why Harry Styles, though? Now, everybody's dead silent. Nobody was expecting it to get that real. I, I did not expect that <laughs> real. I'll, I will, uh, but I'll explain. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a 52-year-old father of two, uh, two young girls who are 21 and 19. Right. Um, and they eat dinner with me uh, every night. And uh, on some nights, they like to listen to their music. So I've had to buy some of it on vinyl. And the Harry Styles records, I mean, uh, you know, uh, say what you want about that type of music. Uh, and, you know, I know a lot of people say a lot of things about it. Um, there's there's some serious talent there. And those records are produced, like, from a production standpoint, you, you can give me anything. And I can listen to it and I can find a value in the production or the arrangements or the, the tone or something. And every now and again, you, you get these records that are like real pop. Like my kids are into a lot of this real pop. You know, the Harry Styles is kind of the closest that I can come to, you know, okay, that record can play for 18 minutes. Um, but some of this new stuff is really, really friggin' good. You know, um, I, I started listening to, to uh, I, got, I got into it, I think, late to the game, about four years ago, started listening to Anderson Pack. And it's only been recently that I've been seeing like live footage of them and stuff and just realizing how damn talented a lot of this stuff that's coming out, uh, you know, in mostly digital formats that I'm, I, I have nothing, I have no band association with this music that I'm hearing, but I'm liking the music. And like Anderson Pack, for example, I've been listening to for years and I never, you know, I kind of thought a lot of it was electronica. Same as when I just, when I found Alt-J for the first time, I thought they were a fully mm. electronic band. When I finally got to see these bands live and then in person live, and I see like all these musicians making these crazy sounds that are just so wonderful, but it's actual music. Um, some of this stuff blows me away. So I've, I've learned not to, not to downplay too much of the new stuff. Uh, and that's why I can proudly say that in my current rotation, there are two Harry Styles albums. <laughs> it's also right. crazy that you can get Harry Styles on vinyl now. Like my oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. The internet has everything. Yeah, it's all out there. It's so funny. You mentioned uh, you've got daughters. I just had a daughter. We've got a three-week-old. Congratulations. And I can't believe Congratulations, yeah. Thank yeah, you. We're at, yeah, congratulations. Thanks, guys. You know, we're at 42 minutes into this podcast, and I haven't heard a peep yet. So uh, I don't know, don't man. We're on, yeah, we're all, on, we're all on borrowed <laughs> time. This is already playing horror movies for her while she's trying to sleep while he's holding her the night. Like, like really scary stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and her FaceTime me. Or you zoomed me last night, and I'm like, I didn't have my camera on, and I'm like, sorry, I don't have a camera on, I don't have a shirt on. It was one of those massive poops that went everywhere, and I'm like, I got to take my shirt off for this. Oh, yeah. one of those ones where you got to rip all your clothes off yeah. and just yeah. spread yeah. out. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a brand new hoodie that I just got. <laughs> I didn't want to get it damaged. Uh, um, but we so played. That I'm out of that. We played the clip <laughs> off the top of the uh, podcast of the demonic child. Can you come to see mama? That's a demonic shit. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> you wait till they're on solid food, man. It gets worse. Oh, no. There's something to look forward to, Chris. Uh, warm projectile milk. Mm -hmm. I've had that right. one. At, at three in the morning, it's actually soothing. 
I can't. I can't. I can't get I'm gonna feel like one of Vince Neal's porn stars. <laughs> right on the face. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I gotta tell you, to, there's, to gonna, there's gonna be desperate times, man. There's gonna be times where you're not gonna know what to do and you're gonna try ridiculous and crazy things. Yeah. And believe me, you're not alone. I remember I remember one night getting up, I took the I can't remember which kid it was, and I was walking downstairs. And I'm doing the shake and I'm doing the walk and I've, I've just got my underwear on because I'm out of bed and I'm doing yeah. the shake and I'm doing the walk and Allison and the other one was sleeping and I didn't want to wake anybody up and the one's crying and crying and crying and nothing was happening. I was so tired and I, I sat on the couch and, you know, and, and she was laying there and, and I kind of looked down and she was doing the I want nipple mouth and I looked down oh, yeah. and I just kind of went, fuck it. <laughs> she didn't lash, but I tried, man. And had she lashed and gone to sleep, I would have been fine with it. <laughs> well, with all those piercings, you might have poked enough of a hole just, to get something going. Oh, yeah. How how old is that child now? How old is that child now, though? Either twenty-one or nineteen. Have you told them that story? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Aware, yeah. It, was, it was this nipple here because I only had one nipple pierced for many years. Only my right nipple because my my guitar strap. I didn't want. I thought it would would interfere fear so I, that was a later piercing so right anyways. right the, the later piercing age that's so funny usually the the nipples uh yeah is is, is an I, early piercing i don't know how i would react if my dad told me yeah you you wanted you wanted a tit once and i almost gave it to you i'm like <laughs> <laughs> if it would have shut you up that's why we have bagged milk isn't it yeah. yeah like i said i'm all i'm all about being honest me really. yeah so there is this uh this young person who has this demonic voice aj can mm. you see mama what if just for the sake of argument what if we slowed it down what if we heard that in slow-mo just oh fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you went into the friggin' uh, the kids room at night in the crib you look at it yeah right (laughs) oh jesus christ Sweet dreams, everybody. Have a great night. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm wearing super good headphones right now, too. That's that oh, my awards. Yeah. Well, we do have to wrap this up in a few moments, but first, I want to thank all of you guys. And of course, uh, Andrew, uh, we'll see you again on Monday. Brian from Helix will be our guest, 9 p.m. on Monday evening. Fantastic. Say hi to Brian. Wonderful guy. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy. Um, I've never actually had a pleasure. I mean, he played one of the K-Rock party cruises. Uh, Helix was on one of our K-Rock party cruises when I was in Kingston uh, one time. And, and that's, but, I, but I didn't get to meet him much. And so I'll, I'll look forward to having him on the podcast here. But I appreciate uh, both uh, Ken. Uh, great having you on, man, of course. There's been so many great, uh, you know, great, uh, you know, great memories for me, like I said off the top, with you know, Watchmen and Thornley. And, of course, uh, you know, Dale, we, we appreciate the, uh, you know, you coming on last minute here. Tommy passed, passed, uh, passed the puck. And, and of course, Dale's resume is, is heavy with uh, headstones. Atlanta Miles, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Classic oh. Albums Live, if I can just say, I've never yeah. seen a bad Classic Albums Live. It's always That's tight so AF, as You're, the kids say. Yes. Great, fantastic musicians, man. Mm. Yeah, they really are. Now, also, I'll just mention, too, we mentioned, uh, you know, that you're on Ken's record a little bit. Ken, when's it out? It's out soon, right? Uh, May 18th. Um, it's called All Together Now. Um, you can read about it on the website. It's coming out. It'll be available in vinyl and uh, on all the digital platforms. Yeah, I got the pre-order vinyl just uh, on my screen right here in front of me. Excellent. Mad World's the first song off it. There's a video out for that now if you want to check it out. It's on YouTube and you yeah. know, everywhere else. 
Yeah, and then also, uh, uh, Dale, you've got your band. It's what? It's six social six social band, six yeah, foot social band, right? Yeah. So obviously, born in COVID times, and then just just the project is through uh, some people together that I love playing with, and uh, and uh, got a couple singles out. One was last June, Sunny Days, and then the the latest one has been out for about a uh, uh, three weeks now. I guess called uh, Hurried Up. Awesome. Got Maurice Raymond from the Blushing Bride singing it. So it's oh. got a Stones vibe to it. Really oh, does. that's so cool, man. There, there was a, a, a smoked meat place in Montreal called Smoked Meat Pete's. And I saw the Blushing Brides play <laughs> there one time. Yeah. 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 That was, man, that was, that was the best, one of the best like surprises when I walked in just for some good smoked meat. And, uh, and then all of a sudden Blushing Brides were there and I'm like, wow, this, this night just got even better. All a bunch of amazing guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thanks again, uh, Dale Harrison, Ken Tizard, as well as Andrew Libby and returning guest. He always is there for me uh, for good laughs and and, uh, self-deprecating humor, Mark Davis. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in to Big Chris Live, the live stream of the podcast. You can subscribe through Apple iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, DeanBlundell.com, and everywhere you find your fine podcasts. Good night, everybody. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.